0: Oh, good morning.
1: Gorgeous, gorgeous. Hello, Simon Kennedy Ellis. Are you calling me gorgeous? Oh, well, you are. I was. I, w- I woke saying... up like that. <laughs> I was just say the day is gorgeous. I want to ask you a question.
0: Oh. Christmas. We're going to cut straight in. Oh, I think just this going might straight be. To her. This is going to come out it's... just before christmas it's just before one, christmas
1: it? yeah it is oh, yeah and i was just merry thinking christmas myself,
0: listeners me- merry merry, well, yeah, christmas. merry christmas listeners yeah, merry but christmas in particular because a lot of my i think friends think i am the christmas grinch so just to say happy happy christmas i hope it's a beautiful do, day do, ha- hang on hang on hang on do they do people think you're the christmas grinch I've, if so why so i think listen to last week's episode about the advent calendar i think the advent calendar was, <laughs> was basically was a gateway drug into trying to get me to, to get to get me to be more christmasy
1: right Okay, so I had a different question about Christmas, but I'm going to pivot to this qu- question and then return to my previous intended question. Great. Because I think they're probably in- interconnected. Uh, why so not so fond of the Christmasiness, sir?
0: This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis.
1: And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing.
0: Well, it's not that I'm not fond of it. I, I um, I, I... I think I've got this. I think I got this from my mother. My mother was, as you know, deeply, deeply devout, a deeply spiritual person with a humongous temper, and um, that's unrelated to being um, devout. And Chris, although lo-
1: although lots of devout people do start wars because of their religion, so maybe they're not yeah, entirely not- unconnected. <laughs>
0: I don't think my mother started. Oh. I was going to say, I don't. I'm not there for a second
1: suggesting that your mum would have waged a war.
0: Yeah. I think she had a. There was a couple of, you know, mini campaigns, I think, at, uh, at various stages in her life. Um, yeah. So she. And she really rebelled against the. You know, and it would have happened over the course of her life, too. The extraordinary um, commercialization of Christmas. Like, she really, it really, really... Um,
1: uh, I was going to say
0: twisted her nuts, but that's not quite right. You know, she really I, that, upset her. I
1: offered, I offered you rankled because I thought that was a nice word. And you, you threw down twisted your nuts.
0: What was the word you used? Rankled. Rankled. It really did. It really, really annoyed her. And so I think I... It, i think it is weird for me without any relationship to the christian church other than through memory meaning through my mother's memory and you know and through what our family history it it feels weird for me to participate in uh, in the in the sort of weird strange love child of no that's not quite right the sort of the sort of what has what christmas has become it feels very odd. And I, can't, I mean, Lil and I celebrate. We enjoy have a really lovely day together and it's really pleasant and it's, it's a little bit special. And I enjoy uh, seeing my, you know, colleagues and colleagues and chatting to them about it. But other than that, that's it. We don't have presents, etc.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Because yeah. I was walking through town and the lights are up. And it's a new set of lights this year, so they're, they they're really lovely. They're they're super uh, golden, and then with this kind of like very bright white interspersed sort of flashy bits. They're really nice. Mm. They're just um, it feels very something. And I was reflecting on a walk in the evening with Bob and Jeff that. It's, it just feels so incredibly important for the town to be lit up like this, and for me, it's got nothing to do with the birth of a man two thousand years ago, and everything to do with where it is at this particular point of the, of year, the year in the west, in in, in the in, in the in the northern hemisphere.
0: Yeah. So. The sort of pagan I, aspect of it is the...
1: Yeah, and so I think I'm becoming increasingly... I think I might have had like a, a, a little bit of a, a dalliance with thinking, God, Christmas is overplayed and it's so commercial and all of that sort of stuff. But now I just find myself being very happy that people want to come together and celebrate and sparkle and shine. And it feels like it goes back to something a bit more... Um, a bit... More communal and togethery, even though it's not intentional. It's just like we're all accidentally doing something at the same time. So I, I quite like it.
0: Oh, I love. It. I, I, I that was my. I mean, it was a strange experience uh, the first time I had Christmas in the Northern Hemisphere. Because you you know, and it's as you and all listeners know, it's Christmas is a summertime activity in in New Zealand and Australia, and, and so that sense of being inside and close inside doesn't exist. It's it's much more like a sort of big sort of free for all party where it, you know, in terms of everyone taking up space in the kind of space that exists as it does in New Zealand and Australia in the way that it doesn't do here. Um, and so when I first came here, when I when I moved here, I. Uh, I found myself deeply enamored with uh that sense of the darkness and being together and being inside and in the warm and um you know for those who are inside and in the warm and yeah, so I really I think what you 're saying I really love and and one of lil and I one of our favorite things to do at Christmas time is to um is to walk around and vicariously look at uh uh, Christmas lights inside mm. people's houses and Christmas trees, and also in particular, if we can, is uh, people sitting down with their hats on eating Christmas dinners. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. Yeah. So, yeah, I really, yeah. I think that aspect of it, of being together, I'm so with you. I'm so with you. I think it's beautiful.
1: And, and it's the accidental communal nature of it in that we are just all l- just accidentally doing similar things at similar times. And I don't mean on the 25th of December. I sort of mean in this whole period of time where the lights are on and where things just get, maybe it was because last night I was walking the dog and the market, the Friday market was being broken down. I mean, I guess this would have been about like half six, seven o'clock. And so some of the stall holders had left their stalls up and gone to have a drink at the pub. And then they were taking the stalls down for the evening. Um, and there were just kids running around the christmas tree in the market square and there were people just yelling to each other about you know what what they were doing and it was just it felt the the kids were not connected to the the people breaking down the market stalls there was just this sort of melee and I don't know if it was just coalescing because there was a Christmas tree in the middle of it and, and the there were lights and- all the way around it, and it was just cast into a different sort of relief, and it just made me feel really happy.
0: Yeah, I, I you know I I just share that. I, I and there's a, and again this is I don't want this to sound Grinchy, I really don't because I you know I think it's, my colleagues and I we sort of we're just basically a joke we're having. It's um it's you know not to be too serious about it, but um yeah there 's a there's sort of there 's a weird aspect for me which of course is is it 's also a really stressful time and there are particular people and families who generally uh hold that burden and you know i 've had i 've experienced quite uh, uh, i 'll just say violent uh, uh, had quite violent experiences at christmas time and and so, I, I, you know, in terms of the way in which alcohol plays a part in that, and so there's something about that which makes me really uneasy, which is a sort of the flip side to what you're describing. Um, and then, of course, its association with uh, Christianity in, in this country, which is, uh, as we talked about last episode, um, you know, has a very particular uh, say in the way in which we think about ourselves when there's a you know, massive percentage of this country uh, uh, are, not, um, are not Christians, including those who are um, you know, formerly from Christian or have Christian lineages, you might say. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, those things, are, they, it's a little bit like they leaven it for me. Um, they leaven the thing you're describing which i think mm. ideally ideally is is such a beautiful mm. such a beautiful time of being together and and uh, looking after each other
1: yeah i think I, th- I i i i remember that feeling of of the enforced jollity of being with people mm-hmm. um but i don't remember it from being a kid because when i was from being so when i was really young so like prior to being let's like, say 10 um I lived on a street that had a lot I think I've said this before I lived on a street with a ki- with a load of kids my age so there was yes. there was like loads and loads of kids all around about the same age and so you talked Christmas about it when you,
0: we had the garden party Yeah. with the, pot, with the candy floss
1: <laughs> with the candy floss yeah but it was I mean all high days and holidays we would all sort of just pour out and I rem- I remember kind of spilling out of the house on on Christmas afternoon after you know a- after we'd eaten um, and obviously nobody not everybody's eating all at the same time but just there's that sense that you you'd start to see people kids sort of hanging around the middle of the road literally the middle of the road because it was a yeah. cul-de-sac that I lived on yeah. um and they'd be holding things and we'd be taking out our most <laughs> pressured uh our most <laughs> treasured possessions and, yes. and sharing yeah it's like look what I got look what I got I hope
0: there were skateboards at some point
1: um, I remember, I remember bikes a uh, uh, plenty. Mm. I I, mean, I wasn't really in a skateboardy landscape. We uh, were bikes.
0: Yep.
1: You know, we were, we were, we were big about the bikes. And I remember the BMXs that we were big about BMXs one year. Um, but yeah, I remember, oh, I remember getting a Comanche, which was the, uh the one step oh oh no I didn't get a Comanche I got the Tomahawk which is one step down anyway that's total and the other
0: issue. the other uh, uh indigenous indian uh, oh god yeah <laughs> native yeah, yeah, yeah. american names yeah. for bicycles Sa-
1: <laughs> safe to say that that rally in the 1970s didn't cover <laughs> themselves with uh back to the no uh, uh, called riley for, for, for god's appropriation sake appropriation um, of cultures
0: uh yeah for uh yeah back to last week's uh mm, yeah but um
1: yeah exactly etc
0: but so uh, so so my memory of of
1: of like being a little kid was was one of of again weirdly communal but not intentional. Yeah, um, we we weren't going to parties or anything like that. We were just like hanging out on the street and showing each other our toys, which I remember very fondly. And then from probably being about eleven, we lived in well eleven to sixteen. We lived in a pub, and I was either washing washing up or I was waiting tables. So, Christmas Day was a day of work. Heavy. Yeah, really, really busy day. Boxing Day also similarly busy, but a bit more chilled in the sense that we would just like use anything that was left over to do a big buffet for all the regulars. And then it would become a lock in. Um, and mm. so, um, so I, I, I sort of don't have the familial memory of that being a bit overdone. Right. But I sort of I sort of know what you mean, but it's sort of at a remove. I remember having to go and spend a, a quite a lot of early Christmases with Bob at Bob's family's house, yeah, because for them Christmas was a big deal, and like yeah I, 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 they were the first one was really interesting, it was like, wow this is this is Christmasy mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then then from that point on, it was just like, "Whoa, this is a lot." this is, uh, it was like, yeah, I became allergic quite quickly because it was, it was that, that everything was sort of crammed into a particular window. It had to be this way. Yeah, exactly. Which just had never happened when I was a kid or it hadn't at any point, you know. And so, so I guess there was a, there was almost a sense that Christmas wasn't a big deal in my house, but it totally was. It just wasn't. Formalized, and we didn't have to behave in a particular way. And I, I do wonder if that's about, you know, there not being a, a group of siblings around me. It was just me, so it was all it was all pretty chill.
0: Yeah, don't we uh, because it was. I mean, I think of Christmas Day and Boxing Day uh, for our three American listeners. Boxing Day is the day after Christmas, uh, as being time not with friends. Uh, that that they were they were. It was just about being with family. And so it always felt a little bit quieter. I really enjoyed it for the most part. But I was always just sort of um, desperate to go back and uh, hang out with my friends. So it wasn't the same sort of – but you you made me think of bicycles. Did did I ever tell you about buying a bicycle for Lil for for Christmas one year? (laughs) Oh, Yeah, we – so this would have been – it would have been 2001. So – So Lil would have been 25, 26, uh, couldn't ride a bike, had never learned to ride a bike. And um, I thought I would buy her a bike uh, and then find a way to teach her how to ride a bike. Uh, And the next door neighbors kindly uh, hid it in their house, quite hard to hide a bike, turns out. And we were having a we were having on Christmas, and so I'd arranged Sarah and Dean, their names were, and we arranged for Sarah to uh, sort of Dean to hoik it over the fence, or well, not hoik it, but to lift it over the fence, and I'd put it in our sort of funny little second little office space, and uh, and then bring it out on Christmas morning. I think it had a ribbon, you know, round the bell or something like that. And uh, so it was sort of just tucked in a very small room. So if you entered this room, you'd trip over it, right? That's how small the room was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so we were having, we had some friends around, this was Christmas Eve, and I'd, I ended up having way too much to drink and ended up dancing to Michael Jackson while wearing a bicycle helmet, and, uh, which is never a good moment uh, in a, <laughs> and Lil had had enough by this stage, she'd gone to bed, and I think she was a little bit like, oh, can people just stop? But at some point she'd gone out and gone into that second study to do something, and I'd like. Even in my state, I'd sort of stopped thinking, oh, my God, she's going to see this bike. She did not. It was basically like that gorilla in the psychological experiment with the people bouncing basketballs. You know about that, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was basically like that. The bicycle was the gorilla. And I was thinking, how could she not po- – she could possibly not have seen that. Um, anyway, so the next morning I wheeled it out and, uh, and then proceeded to teach her, which there some – quite good principles for teaching someone to ride a bike which I see people breaking all the time making it hard for kids but and yeah Lil uh, effectively taught herself uh, to ride a bike as an as an adult
1: yeah what what are the principles because I want to know if I failed because Bob also didn't learn how to ride a bike until she was an adult uh, and I also taught Bob so
0: yeah oh okay so we've got uh, that's a. I did a little bit of uh, at the time I did a little bit of internet searching and you know one gentle slope downwards um second one is lower the seat um so that people can put their feet on the ground um and then just get them used to letting gravity just so they don't have to pedal at the same time they put their feet down and get used to being balanced and then slowly lift their feet up and also not on concrete just do it so it's on a firm surface so it's not uh-huh. like sand um so that if they fall it's not a big deal um, and that 's it so don 't have to learn they don 't have to break because it 's not such a steep hill uh, you know, it's just a slight decline, lots of other things, but those are the basic ones
1: I did everything wrong <laughs> based upon those principles. I did none of those Pedro, things
0: pedal, bob Pedro. i
1: no no i i I just just replicated what my dad did, which was i um <laughs> I ran behind the bicycle holding on to the saddle. Yes. Just that. It is um, wrong. I... It is wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, but... It's wrong because they're not, they're not learning the, basically the signals of being on balance.
1: Yeah. You're doing
0: they... the work to keep them on balance.
1: Except it turns out that that works with a child. It doesn't really work with, with an adult. Because she's a fully grown person. It was a big bike and she was capable of going much faster than a child. And so really all it was was I was running like crazy. And she's like, going, are you still holding on? I was like, I'm not even in the near vicinity. <laughs> <laughs> and she she effectively learned to ride a bike through uh, through lies. Because <laughs> I was like, yes, yes, I'm holding on. <laughs> <laughs> she picked it's it up pretty quick.
0: <laughs> beautiful. Yeah.
1: I have to install. Uh, um, this Christmas, I'm installing an electric wheel on the um, on Bob's bike.
0: There oh, we wait! Go. You can you can add a, an electric thingy. Yeah,
1: yeah. We've we've invested. In fact, over the summer, we invested in in the switch bike kits. Uh, oh, I have, have heard. I've,
0: I think yeah. I've, I think it must have been YouTube ads. I think probably. Yeah they
1: are they're, they're sitting in the flat in Lisbon and i uh, my plan is to is to turn both of our lisbon bikes into electric bikes because, because of the hills oh mate mate those hills are
0: buggers yeah i mean it, i you know you can hear what i'm you can probably imagine what i'm thinking which is as you're getting older it's more important that you do more of that work as opposed to less of it physical but, activity
1: but uh, you see but if if oh, if it stops I you getting I, on them, then that's a problem. That's isn't it? what I was going to say. It's if you because you haven't cycled around Lisbon, have you?
0: No, I was left alone to walk up and down hills for hours. Uh, but no, I didn't you, cycle.
1: You could have got yourself a fucking bite, you miserable shit. <laughs>
0: ho ho ho! Did you just called me a miserable shit on our Christmas episode.
1: <laughs> I did. I did.
0: Um, I. <laughs> Merry I, Christmas, everyone. From I, shit.
1: <laughs> I have been told the opposite is true. That actually, you should be thinking about augmenting your bicycle as you get older. Because what it does is it encourages you to go further and do more
0: yeah. rather than get that.
1: making you think, oh, this is too much. I'm, I'm, now, I'm now past it. So actually... Yeah. Yeah. Also, this has got like the the batteries have got like a, a fifteen kilometer range. So there's no, it's nothing. It really is just to to help you up a hill. And and when I mean a hill, I mean the walls that you have to encounter yeah. when you yeah. are is, uh, yeah. cycling around Lisbon. I'm
0: not thinking about you know all those the, sort of the Dutch who are just keep biking into their 90s. But of course, <laughs> the Netherlands. <laughs>
1: I've just been there. It's quite it's possibly flat. the
0: flattest. Uh, yeah, it that was in Bangladesh, probably.
1: It was curious. I mean, what is also curious is just how incredibly unforgiving uh, the Dutch cyclists are of um, of pedestrians.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the cultures, them. really. Yeah,
1: it's, it's get out of the way. It's like whoa. Yeah. And also, it's that's not I'm on a bike path. That's like was I was on a footpath and there were people just cycling at me. I, that was my big takeaway from the Netherlands. It's like carry a stick and stick it in people's wheels to make them fall off and then you'll be safer. That was my takeaway. I might have misunderstood how to exist.
0: <laughs> so uh, I hope... Uh... I hope you have a really beautiful Christmas. I hope that it's uh, full of joy and uh, rest and I'm expecting not many shop-bought mince pies. Uh,
1: my Christmas Day is going to be spent in a Michelin-starred restaurant.
0: The, the one local to you? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. We have booked just ourselves t- just in. Just the two of you? Just the two of us. The, one that, the same one that Christmas
0: we day. caused a stir in that time?
1: No, a different one.
0: Oh, there's another Michelin star recipe, Where, where's, which is, what is the restaurant? So we can get, everyone can gate crashes. Great not telling you,
1: not telling you, not having anybody uh, go online and find out how much I'm spending on Christmas dinner.
0: Oh, come on. You've teased me enough about my pair of trousers that cost a thousand and four hundred pounds. They didn't, but you know, people could have gone and looked up how much those pants that didn't maybe last a going, year.
1: Maybe we'll go to Belcanto. Just saying.
0: Oh shit. Really? <laughs> see i don't want to be judged no i'm just i'm more thinking like wow, wow that's fantastic that's classy and uh also to i think to our listeners uh just just you know we don't know many of you and some of you we do we know but thanks for listening and uh i we i'm speaking on your part as well on your behalf lee that we hope you have a, a very very uh Beautiful day together with families or friends or whoever it is that you would most like to spend time with.
1: Ho ho ho.
0: Can I say? Can I say something else? Not yeah, to do course, with Christmas? Yeah, yeah of course. Just a brief little thing. The other day, yeah. I was—I go for walks every day around the park. It's quite a long walk, and um, in the dark now, and uh, this massive dog um, on a lead uh, came at me. <gasps> like I cross
1: came at you, huh? Like angry, like I uh, came at
0: yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh um, God. I got freaked out. And uh, <laughs> one of there were two owners. One owner said sorry, and the other just started laughing. <gasps> And I said, "I said it's not that funny." <laughs> and I was trying. I just had that moment of going, "I don't understand. I don't understand some dog owners." I, my suspicion was that he was just nervous. That it yeah. was just like it was a way of covering, um, covering up something. Yeah.
1: Having uh, having lived with a reactive dog, um, <laughs> who is, I would say, 98% of the time like a tiny little angel. And then 2% of the time we'll see somebody with a fluorescent rucksack and think that they need to die. Um, right. And it's not necessarily... Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, really, it's really, really discomforting. Because obviously I don't know what happened to him before he came to our house. So there are, there are certain men that really freak him out. He just has to look at them and I can feel him bristle. And I'm what? like, oh, does he look like the man who was not nice to you? Gotcha. We'll have a little cuddle. And usually he telegraphs it up his lead and I can feel it and I can make a response and it's it's pretty easy to chill him out. It's right. very easy to chill him out, actually. But sometimes somebody will come around a corner. You know what Totnes is like, there's lots of little ginnels and snickets and people can just emerge from nowhere. And it and there's been there was one particular case where a lad just uh delivering newspapers just really really shocked him and he was he was apoplectic with rage and I was like where has this come from and I can say in that moment of course being incredibly apologetic and there was no contact he was just noisy yeah um and and uh and just saying I'm so so sorry I I think you must look like somebody who's been mean to him and I know you haven't been mean to him but I'm really sorry but I can understand how Somebody might respond with that nervous laughter because it is if it's comf- if it's a dog that's doing it regularly, that person wants a slap and they their dog needs to be retrained. But um, it, it it is when it, when it happens, it's like, w- where's this come from, kiddo? And you're also a little bit anxious about what what your dog is feeling. It's like, are they okay? Why is this suddenly yeah, emerged? for them? Yeah. Which is not to say that y- I think your response was bang on, and I'm really really sorry. Uh, i 'm not offering well, well, you a, don't, you uh, don't need you know.
0: to be sorry but but it it did it, it was that mo- one of those moments when a dog comes at you where your heart starts racing it's yeah. that kind of dog you know really yeah. really full on um i yeah. don't know I don't know the breed so i don't but yeah it's like it's funny hearing about Jeffrey. it's like he needs to update his priors doesn't it it's like he's had that history and um and that it, his his world's not like that now, and yet that that memory is um oh really uh
1: and it's it's a it's a funny thing because you know like like i, said, I genuinely mean like 98 percent of the time he we, we, in fact on the same day it happened um he was sitting outside of the front door waiting to cross the road and somebody stopped directly in front of him without asking permission or anything like that just grabbed hold of his face and started to say how calm and good he was and i thought Fucking hell! This is the same dog who earlier on mm. today just exploded, and he just sat there going, "Yeah, I'm calm, aren't I? I'm really good. Yeah, you're yeah. rubbing my face. Okay, that's fine. That's it's fine. Probably so it's Probably a smell. It's probably just that, uh, that paper. Boy, it just it goes all just a yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Something happened, and it, I'm guarantee, i guarantee it wasn't the boy. It was just what the boy set off in this poor little creature's head. And so I really feel for the dogs in those moments, whether it's because of poor socialization a bad memory or just having you know but i but it really does not defend somebody laughing at that because you have to just go it was very odd. god i'm I mean, sorry yeah yeah i'm so, odd, so yeah. sorry but
0: also it was the different the different the different response that did make me laugh once i settled yeah. down a bit you know yeah. My favorite um, thing,
1: my favorite thing when I'm walking Jeff is because Jeff is always on a lead. He's never well. It's not that's not true. There are some walks very very early in the morning where I know there's nobody around and he goes off his lead and he just has a little run around. He's got great recall, but I don't trust him because of his history. Yeah. Um. My the thing that bugs the shit out of me is when people's dogs come running towards Jeffrey and I say, "Can you can you put your dog on the lead? Oh, you don't need to be like that. He's friendly. It's like yeah, but guess what? Mine's not." And you'll be moaning when he bites him. So you've got no recall. Put him on a fucking lead. (laughs) Uh, And I I hear myself and I'm like, oh, I've become him. I've
0: become that (laughs) one. Can you, uh, I just love the idea that our Christmas special, it's not special, would uh, end with you. Put him on a fucking lead. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
1: stop recording.